Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, Frontier Airlines, the leader in airline customer service, or not, announces the end of service on the phone. And then we have the story of the cat trapped in the suitcase. The parking lots at our airport were a zoo this weekend. Both Mark and I were out there at different times. And we have some important airport parking tips for you in our Smarter Traveler segment coming up at 320. There are lots of great holiday activities around Sacramento. We have two to share with you today. Our friends at the River Fox train will tell you about their special Christmas trains at 335. And at 350, we'll tell you how easy it is for you to be a volunteer for the Wreath Project this Christmas and help honor our fallen soldiers. One holiday down and Christmas still ahead. If you're trying to travel without headaches this holiday season, you came to the right place. Welcome to the Travel Guys. of the Travel and Entertainment Guys. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you. Brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Uh, I want to say a belated uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you had a wonderful one. and You've uh, recovered from, uh, oh, what's it called, tryptophan thing that's supposed to make you sleepy. And I did, must have because I've slept for about 40 hours since Thanksgiving. <laughs> So, how you doing, Mark? Welcome. Even, uh, thank you. Even with the even with a little grandchild in the house, you still slept a lot. <laughs> well, you know how it is with a baby in the house. You sleep when they sleep, and they sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah, and they they tend sometimes to wake up at strange times too. Yeah, well, Evelyn's excellent. She she's down at eight thirty, and she doesn't get up till eight thirty. I mean. Uh, my daughter and son-in-law and even grandma and grandpa here are really, really lucky. Well, uh, a lot of stuff going on here today in the Travel Guys. A lot of holiday stuff for you to uh, make you a smarter traveler. Uh, Mark, uh, what's new with you guys? Well, it, it looks like we've, we're almost through the weekend, and the airlines have not melted down, despite the fact that they're all running everything that has wheels and wings on it in the sky but um there have been while there were quite a few delays starting out on wednesday um the weather has been fairly kind to them now there is bad weather in the south now um yesterday and today so that's going to cause some issues for some people trying to get out of there mostly rain but for the rest of the country the weather has been reasonably good the airlines have performed reasonably well um, that having said, I'm sure I'll get a note from somebody who doesn't get home until next Tuesday and listens to this on the podcast and has a story to share. But nonetheless, um, th- things have operated pretty well at the Sacramento airport. They've been pretty close to capacity. We're going to talk a little bit about that uh, a little bit later on in the show because you and I were both had an occasion to be out there and had some observations and some things that might help people who are going to travel later on in the holiday season. Uh with that being said, do you think any of this, you know, better travel situation, more on-time flights, less cancellations, have anything to do with uh, 
with Buttigieg and uh, the president's remarks uh, over the last month? I'd love to think that it did, but I I really think I mean politicians are running for election. As soon as the election is over, they're running for the next one. Yeah. So I would love to I would love to sit here and say I'm sure that there is um, flipping the coin for a minute. I'm sure there's some honesty from Mr. Buttigieg. I'm sure he, as a consumer, he flies all the time. So I'm sure that he understands this because he experiences it. And his office is is where the buck stops. But I kind of wonder if it's really possible if the airlines aren't so big that they pretty much do what they want to and they give lip service to the rest of us when it, to the rest of it when it's not directly safety related. Um, you know, it, it's really been really hard for people to get refunds from them. They had to find them. And then the fines of some of them got forgiven if you if you refunded the money to people. And so it was basically a slap on the wrist. I mean, you find, find these guys a few million dollars and, you know, I mean, they yawn and go have breakfast. So uh, it's 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 hard to say at this point what would really impact consumer relations with airlines, what would get their attention and require them to play a little bit different game. In Europe, they created some rules that held the airline's feet to the fire for consumers when planes were late and flights were canceled and things like that. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't I don't know if, if this situation, like I told you, I, I, at the beginning of this, I'd love to think that it did, but maybe it was just luck by the airlines. I tell you what, if we get through Christmas, which is two and a half weeks instead of just five or six or seven days, we get through Christmas and everything holds up pretty well, then I might be willing to give the government a little bit of credit for getting on their rear end about it. All right. Thanks for for your answer. All right, folks, at the top of every Travel Guys radio show, we bring you up to date on the travel news. And with the travel news, here's Mark. I teach you to ask me a question at the top of the show, and then it's almost time to wrap things up by the time I get done answering. Okay, here's the travel news. Uh, if you're looking for, we've got a couple in the back of the show, a couple of activities for you around town, holiday things. But here's one more that's a little bit further out of town. Uh, we have these folks on every summer at the Transcendence uh, Theater Company down in Napa. They have a holiday spectacular. It's coming up next weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There is a link at TravelGuysRadio.com. These folks are really good. So um, you're going to pay a f- professional theater price, but there are lights down in Napa. You might want to make a weekend out of it. You can go to TravelGuysRadio.com. The Transcendence Theater Company down in Napa, and uh, they have a great Christmas show. All right, we mentioned in the headlines, um, Airport staff find cat trapped in suitcase. Mm-hmm. Now, we had a big argument here at the office this week about this story, and you can see that um, if you if you look at the story, indeed, TSA, there's a cat um, definitely in a suitcase. The cat doesn't look particularly happy. Um, there are a couple of theories about that, um, that somebody put the cat in the suitcase intentionally and put it through TSA. Now, uh, the cat's going to go in an unpressurized cabin, and I don't think – that's going to end well um, for the cat. Now, the other theory is that the cat got into the suitcase and the owner didn't know about it, that the, that the zipper was slightly unzipped on one side and the cat, for some reason, got into the suitcase and off went. Now, I, 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 don't, I don't have a cat currently, so cats can do interesting things. They I can. would think you would notice that the cat would have said something. Not necessarily. Uh, you know, Cats are really uh, weird like that. They like to get in boxes and small bags and, and places to 
and they do it when you're not paying attention. And, and I could see a suitcase partially uh, partially uh, opened and the cat slide in there. Now, you would think that when they finally zipped it up and started to carry it that the, the cat would let out a yowl and uh, somebody would have noticed. On the way to the, I mean, you had to go to the airport. I mean, you couldn't have been staying overnight in a hotel room with the cat. And I mean, it all, it, there, there's a piece of information maybe here that we don't have. Um, the TSA folks say it's rare to discover a live animal in a checked bag. Um, luckily, they said the cat didn't try to run away when they opened the case, um, which would have okay. created a whole new problem of its own um, in the airport in Florida. Anyways, um, cat in the suitcase, all is well. The cat is the cat is fine. Um, Brazil becomes the second country to reinstate a travel mask mandate. Specifically, as of Friday, last Friday, Brazil will once again require masks at airports and on airplanes. Um, they stopped requiring them back in August, but uh, Brazil is seeing an increase in coronavirus cases in recent weeks. You know, when I was out at the airport and just kind of fiddling around for a few minutes there on Thanksgiving uh, Day, I, I just kind of wanted to get a feel of the vibe. I will tell you the number of people who are masking, at least in this particular instance, is higher, considerably higher than it was when I was traveling just a few weeks ago. I would say probably 40 to 50 percent of the people who were traveling were wearing a mask. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if that's all COVID related or just because it's flu season and it gives people two reasons to wear a mask, but it, it seemed like a, a cross section of people. Some folks, some families had kids with masks on. Um, so, and we seem to have reached the point as a society, I hope this is the case where, you know, you wear a mask or you don't want to wear a mask. If you wear a mask, you protect yourself and you protect others. You don't want to wear a mask, then that's fine too. But, um, hopefully we don't have to harass each other. And the number of people harassing people on airplanes and, and flight attendants and stuff seems to have fallen into the gutter. So that's, a good thing. Speaking of airplanes and the gutter, yes, Frontier Airlines cuts <laughs> oh, the cord on live phone customer service. Oh, boy. This airline, which for the last several years has been one of those ultra low carriers where you pay the fare is $4.27. And by yeah. the time you get on the airplane with your carry on and you selected a seat, you paid $30 more than you would have paid for the same ticket on United. But nonetheless, Frontier has announced that you really don't need to talk to them. They really just don't see the issue with that. So they've decided to eliminate live phone calls in a cost cutting and time saving measure. Taking away the phone call option stops lengthy calls and frees up agents for other issues. So from now on, you will be able to reach Frontier only by text um, or by email, depending on the uh, urgency of your problem. So you can go to flyfrontier.com. Or you can reach them on their mobile app. And CNBC did note that callers can still converse with a Frontier agent by receiving a dedicated link to have a text conversation and then perhaps get on the phone. So uh, remember, folks, if you're flying one of these ultra-low carriers, you get exactly what you pay for. And now you get exactly what you pay for before you get on the plane. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Exactly. So um, don't if you've bought a Frontier ticket and you can't reach them because you have an urgent situation, you heard it here first. Um, speaking of heard it here first, you probably have already heard about the cruise ship passenger who was rescued after falling overboard 
on a uh, Carnival Cruise Line ship. Um, this story is really quite interesting if you delve into it. This guy was in the water for 15 hours. The cruise ship went on forward before they realized that he was missing. So by the time they realized he was gone and turned around to go look for him, the cruise line is saying the rescue area was about the size of the state of Massachusetts. No, my. So what are the odds that they would find this guy, that first of all, he would still be alive. He had no flotation device of any kind um, in order to support himself. Um, he had hypothermia and all kinds of other things when they got him on board the boat, but he was all about the ship. But he was alive. He was responsive. They sent a Coast Guard helicopter um, to get the guy. Over 200 square miles of sea was searched. Um, they estimated that it was about 5,700 mile, square miles of sea that they felt he could be in. So the odds of the guy being found alone this yeah. long after. Talk about Thanksgiving miracles. Really? Um, however, the ship also mentioned that there was no way for this to have happened to the guy unless he had physically climbed a bear, a pretty good-sized barrier um, and gotten over it. So um, th- there's a there's another piece of information to this story. The guy didn't just – the ship didn't make a sharp turn, and the guy fell in the water. Um, but the fact that he survived all of that time is more than just a miracle, I would, I would certainly say. Um, Air India – says their flight attendants now, from here going forward, can no longer have gray hair or balding spots. No, you're kidding. Um, from now on, you either, if you have, you know, that, that U-shape or V-shape look that a lot of guys have as their hairline starts to recede and it, it goes on the sides quicker than it goes in the front for some. Mm-hmm. Um, no, none of that. If you have bald spot on the top or that V-shape look, you have to shave your hair com- your head completely and has to be freshly shaven every day. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, they have specific rules about tattoos and piercings and stuff like that. If you have gray hair, then you must color it an appropriate color. Can't be gray. Mm-hmm. So this is if you work for Air India, So and you're losing your hair or it's turning color, then you've got problems. You know, Tom, I was at, just an aside here, I was at a travel convention for uh, tour operators and those who do business with them a couple weeks ago in Reno, and I noticed something. A bigger percentage of older ladies have stopped dyeing their hair. Yeah. And I, I, it took me a couple, three days to, to, to realize it, and then I kind of I asked one of the ladies about it. She said, yeah, yeah, you know, it's just it's a lot of trouble. It costs a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. And so we've just all – and she says the more of us who see, more of us who are not doing it, then the more it encourages it. Exactly. So anyways, yeah. um, the well, ladies are – they could not go to work for Air India, No, however – um, anyways, uh, let's see. One last uh, thing for you here. There are some last-minute 2022 Black Friday, which, of course, is already over, Cyber Monday, which is tomorrow. But a bunch of travel deals. If you go to TravelGuysRadio.com, there is a link that will take you to links to a whole bunch of them. And that is your travel news for today. And we are the Travel Guys. Check us out at TravelGuysRadio.com. Airport parking tips for you Coming up next in the Smarter Traveler segment, right here on The Travel Guys.
Kaplan and Tom Romano with you, the travel and entertainment guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Thanks for coming along. Uh, as we mentioned a little while ago, we want to talk about our, well, not the zoo, but the zoo this weekend at the airport. Both Mark and I were out there. I was out on Wednesday uh, dropping off my grandchildren to fly back to Austin, Texas on a on a nonstop. And then, Mark, you were out there on Thursday. Uh, you know, the thing I noticed, first of all, Mark, when I went out was uh, a lot of people dropping off in the normal drop-off area, not, you know, trying to drop off at the pickup area, which which you can do. Uh, yes. Which is a good tip, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. But one of my tip in regards to the drop off, because people are creatures of habit. You want to go to the very first place at gates or doors one and two. And it's always jammed up when you first enter the area of drop off. But if you stay to the left and you go a little bit further down, all the way down where the sky cab area is, you almost guaranteed that you're going to find more space and a better place to drop people off. And, and, and at the same time, when you're picking somebody up from the airport, you're going to find that there are less people at at doors three and four on the opposite side of, uh, of the uh, airport there. And, of course, I'm talking about the southwest side. And, Mark, you can address the United side because that's the side you're usually on. I'm almost an exclusive southwest guy. But pick up at three and four, drop off at the end uh, at the end of the drop-off area by the sky mm-hmm. cab, and that'll usually uh, save you a bunch of time. Or avoid all of that stuff, as you alluded to there, and just do the reverse. When you're dropping someone off, if you don't have, you know, a, a stroller and a wheelchair and 91 suitcases and 42 children and all of that stuff, in that case, then never mind what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. But if you're just dropping off a traveler with a suitcase or something like that and they can easily get into the terminal on their own, consider the possibility of when you drive out, especially on the southwest terminal, because there's two levels. So go in and drop in the arrival area. There won't be anybody there. All the person has to do is... Take the escalator or the elevator up one level if they have a bag to check. If they don't, they'll take those things up one level and go on, make their way on out to the uh, out to their plane. If you're on the United Delta side, it's not two levels, so you can't do the arrival departure switch. But what you talked about, Tom, you can still do, and it's very effective. You're picking someone up from United American Delta in the old terminal. Drive all, tell them that you'll meet them all the way at the last possible point, right before the taxi cabs are there, Mm -hmm. and then kind of circle around everybody, and inevitably you will find it's easier to pick someone up from that part of the airport than it is to pick them up. Like you said, you you creatures of habit, we tend to just go in there and all cluster when we could have gone around, dropped the person off, and driven away while those people were all back there trying to figure it out. So that is a definite tip. The other thing is that... Um, parking was almost gone on Wednesday morning, and I can imagine that people there was there was some spaces in the one lot, the west lot that you were that that you saw when you were out there. The on west Wednesday. overflow lot didn't exist a year ago. Yeah, so that tells you a lot about where this is all going. But out by the cell lot where you wait for people, you can go out, and then they call you when they've got their baggage, and then mm-hmm. you don't have to go up there and clutter everything get in everybody's way in the meantime. The other thing is that if you're picking somebody up and, and 
If you're going to the airport, consider having somebody drop you off, pick you up. You're going to save a lot of money. If you really feel the need to have your car, you need to have it as soon as you get back, consider the possibility of staying at one of the nearby airport hotels. Uh, there's a Hampton. There's a couple of Hilton Garden Inns out there. There are a lot of places that you can stay for a reasonably inexpensive price. They will have a parking rate. They will let you leave your car there. You will you will pay about half of what the airport charges you for parking. They will shuttle you to the airport, and the shuttle will come and get you when you come back, back to your car, and then you'll drive home. So if you stay a night at the airport property and you save on parking if you're going on a week-long trip, the two of them will probably come fairly close to balancing out. Plus, then you don't have the hassle, and you know pretty much – you don't have to say, well, let's allow an extra 30 minutes because I'm just telling you, if you were going to the airport on on Thursday morning, like I was out there dropping someone off, and you were looking for a parking space, you might have been 20 or 30 minutes just getting your car parked. Yes. And if you're in a place further than you plan, now you have to take a shuttle to the terminal. So, you know, making your plane becomes a little problematic at that point. Absolutely. I, it's happened to me. I thought I was going to get completely shut out several weeks ago, and it was just a just a common Saturday. It wasn't even a holiday weekend. Uh, and what do you do? And we don't have the answer, but we're going to try to see if we can come up with a suggestion or two. What do you do if you get out there and tie, the clock is ticking and you cannot find a parking space anywhere? Yeah, well, and I don't recommend leaving your car in an illegal spot because um, they'll find that. They'll tow you away fairly quickly. But um, good ideas. If you're dropping in the new terminal where Southwest Frontier Spirit, um, the, the international air carriers fly from, you can reverse. Use the arrival area to drop somebody off and the departure area to pick someone up. You will find a lot less people. The other idea we're suggesting is if you're dropping somebody, go all the way to the end. The last possible place to drop someone is usually the best place, also a good place to pick someone up. Maybe an idea is also to consider staying at a nearby airport hotel and going out uh, the next morning for your flight. All right. Coming up next here on the Travel Guys, after we take a a timeout for the news, we're going to talk about uh, entertainment, fun things to do over the holidays, starting with the River Fox train right here on the Travel Guys. Hey there, folks. It's Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the travel and entertainment guys. First of all, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. The time is here. By the way, this program is brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And we talked about it last year, and it's time to talk about it again. Sacramento is really fortunate to have uh, something this fabulous for the holidays so close because it's time to do the All Aboard the River Fox Magical Christmas Train in West Sacramento. Mark? Jeffrey Weeks is joining us. He's the general manager. Jeffrey, you've got two different types of train experiences this year. Um, first, let's talk about the one that, that is set up to appeal to the whole family. Yeah, we've got our magical Christmas train going here uh, between Woodland and West Sacramento. Uh, we've got uh, elves on board, Santa, uh, Mrs. Claus, and uh, it's, it's entertainment for the whole family. We've got snacks and drinks on board. We're running. Uh, we're running now through uh, December twenty third. How do folks get on board the train? So we've got. Uh, you can book online at www.riverfoxtrain.com and reserve your tickets there. Our station is uh, right off a of river road. We're just one exit past 
uh, the Sacramento International Airport, uh, just you know, ten minutes from downtown Sacramento, and uh, get parked, hop on, uh, get into the holiday spirit. Jeffrey, uh, tell me what the cost of the train is for adults and kids and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, so uh, adult ticket, five dollars each. Children are forty-five, and uh, infants are ten. Okay, fifty-five and and forty-five, and, and babes in arms are ten. Jeffrey, uh, I, I've been uh, out to your uh, facility where your trains are and so forth, and uh, I know you mentioned 10 minutes from downtown, but sometimes the traffic can make that a little bit longer. And I know it's important to be there on time. It is a train, and you don't want to miss it. Uh, what advice do you have for those that want to come out and, uh, you know, they've already bought their tickets online uh, in regards to being there early and checking in and what that's like? We advise folks to get here at least 30 minutes early. Um, we, we definitely understand that there's traffic, uh, especially getting by the airport there. Uh, we definitely advise to get here at least 30 minutes early. Yeah, but it is a train. It does leave. We uh, we do hold. If you're five or ten minutes late, best thing to do is uh, try to give us you know, a little advance warning if you can. And then we can uh, attempt to accommodate or, or get, get you on a later train. All right. Well, we have the River Fox Magical Christmas Train we just talked about with Jeffrey Weeks uh, with the River Fox Train. And uh, you also have a new Holiday Spirit Express this year. Tell us about that for adults, I understand. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So we're doing something a little new this year for the adults. It's, uh, it's, it's more around, you know, having inter, you know, immersive entertainment. We've got uh, more strolling music on board. Um, we've got a, got an elf that's, that's really just dedicated to your area. Uh, engaging with you or, or, or letting you just, just enjoy the scenery and, and sit back and uh, talk amongst friends or, or go on a date. We're doing uh, first class comes with, uh, you know, light appetizer and dessert, uh, drink tickets included for uh, adult beverages or, or just sodas. Uh, and um, it's really great. It's really great. We just did our first one last night and, uh, and, and it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, we had the, Real, real great group of folks on. Well, I understand this is an 18-plus, so keep that in mind, folks. And here again, the same rules apply. Uh, uh, what, what, uh, what size, what's capacity uh, on, on this train? So for first class, uh, you know, we're, we're doing about, about 80 guests. Uh, you know, Magical Christmas Train, we get about 200 or so. Throughout the season, we're doing uh, upwards of, of 12,000 across the board. Uh, it's, it's a very popular experience in town. Uh, we're, we're getting pretty close to sold out. Um, we, we, we're having to add departures. There's a lot of demand here in the holidays, and uh, it, it's really great to see everybody get out here. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. We have put links at TravelGuysRadio.com to both trains. So if you go to our website, you can click on the appropriate link, and it'll take you to either the family train or the adult train. Jeffrey, before I let you go here, um, you have another train in Willits, California. Many years ago, uh, before the tunnel caved in up by Fort Bragg there, the skunk train used to run back and forth between Willits and Fort Bragg. That's not quite possible right now, but uh, you have a train that goes out of Willits that also has a Christmas theme to it. Tell us a little bit about that. That's right. Uh, we've got our, our, our older sister railroad up there uh, running between Fort Bragg and Willits. They're doing, uh, they're doing the magical Christmas train uh, going out to Mr. Skunk's magical Christmas tree. They've got the largest Christmas tree uh, in the U.S., maybe the western states, uh, and uh, that's, that's running uh, pretty much the same dates from now through uh, 
through the end of the year. So if you're headed up Santa Rosa way, why uh, maybe stop in at Willits? Perhaps you know somebody who is going to be traveling for the holidays. So, again, TravelGuysRadio.com will give you a link to the holiday trains. Uh, Jeffrey, it sounds like people need to make reservations as soon as possible. That's correct. Yeah, both both uh, West Sacramento and, and, and Willits are filling up quick. Uh, go, go to the website and, uh, and get your seats quick. All aboard. Jeffrey Weeks, General Manager of the River Fox Train. Thanks for your time today, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great day. You know, I'm making plans already, Mark, uh, and I'm going to have to call it in and get those reservations right away. But uh, my grandkids are coming back from Austin, and I think uh, a ride on that Christmas train with a family sounds like a perfect way to, uh, you know, to kind of get things going. Should be a lot of fun. Frostbite not not included in the price of the ticket. <laughs> it's been kind of cold out here lately. Okay, a um, couple of things. want to remind folks that uh, tra- a lot of travel companies are doing some great deals, um, particularly Caesars Entertainment. If you're thinking about going to Las Vegas, um, Caesars is really having a great uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale. So at TravelGuysRadio.com, we have put a link to, a, uh, uh, to an article and it is has all kinds of links within the article and all kind talks about all kinds of discounts. I'm sure there are lots of others, but this is the best one I could find um, that gave you so many opportunities to go one place and be able to kind of wander off from there. So TravelGuysRadio.com will have that for you. Also, a piece of information um, that we picked up um, during the week, we're talking about this real ID thing, and after the first of the year, we'll dedicate a program to what you need to do to get a real ID, because for a lot of people who travel, this is going to be important. If you have a passport, a valid passport, that can serve as, that can replace a real ID. So if you have a passport that doesn't expire for a while, then there's not as much urgency for this for you. One thing you have to be watch, though, people on their passports tend to use their full legal name. People on their airline tickets sometimes do not use their full legal name. So if you decide to use a passport in place of a real ID down the road, this is supposed to take place in May. Whether or not they'll stick to that deadline, it was rolled back a couple times before COVID, I don't know. But so far, they haven't done anything to move it. But if you have a, a valid passport, the key will just be making sure that your airline ticket and your passport have the same exact name on them. That is a very, very good information, and it it brings me to this thought and i've had it before is that when you go to get the real id they ask for a certain amount of information and the information they need for your real id is the same thing that you use to get a passport okay yes so for, so being able to you know use the passport as the credentials for the real id makes good sense what doesn't make good sense is that why couldn't you if you had a good uh, a passport that was uh uh, was not outdated, that you couldn't just walk in with that to the place where you get your real ID, the DMV, and just get it. They, they So maybe one day that, that will happen. This is the government, and you're, you're yeah. talking about things that make sense, so yeah, I'm going to have to refer you to the third door on the left at the end of the hallway, sir, and yes. I'm sure they'll take care of you. There you go. <laughs> and, and by the way, your real ID, okay, and your passport – also, uh, products that you can, products, I don't know if that's the right word. Those are the items that you can use if you want to go down to the TSA office, uh, one of the locations, and get yourself a uh, TSA pre-check. pre-check. 
And then, yeah, then you're okay. all set to go. You got your pre-check. Right. You Before got your... we confuse the heck out of everybody, yes. the point of all of this little news item is if you have a valid passport, mm-hmm. then you can use that in place of a real ID. But just make sure that the names are exactly the same. If your passport spells out your middle name, then your airline tickets moving forward when you're using that as your ID will need to spell out your middle name. Um, if if there was some little quirk or something like that to your family name or something that appears on the passport, then that's the way that your ID will have to be on your plane ticket moving forward. All right, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to tell you about a way that you can volunteer for a holiday activity that's been going on for a while. It's part of something that goes on across the country, and I guarantee you if you went out and spent a few hours doing this little activity that you're going to feel a lot better about yourself and maybe have a little bit different look at Christmas. We'll be right back here on the travel guys you have the travel guys mark hoffman and tom romano on your radio brought to you by sports leisure vacations thanks for coming along by the way uh links to our special guest can be found at travelguysradio.com and joining us is uh from the wreath project is Susie stocking Susie, welcome back to the travel guys thanks very much for having us so it's that time of the year when you guys are doing this incredibly massive project, um, trying to place 30,000 bows on all of the graves at the uh, Sacramento Valley uh, Cemetery. Tell us a little bit about uh, the history of the project, how long it's been going on, and what you need help with. Well, it started in 2006 when the cemetery opened. And um, every year since then, we've been able to raise enough funds to have a, a wreath or a bow placed on each of the headstones there. And uh, so this will mark our 16th year in doing that. Uh, what we need help with always is funding. We do, do uh, have our own fundraisers throughout the year, and we rely heavily on individual donations as well. We always need help. We need volunteers helping. Friday, December 9th, we will need help unloading the trucks, uh, delivering the bows. Um, they come in heavy cartons, so it's, it's kind of a thing for more adults and, and uh, teenage, uh, larger teenagers. Mm-hmm. And uh, then on the 10th, we welcome all of the public out to help. It's great for all ages. Everyone can help. And that day, we'll just have people come into the cemetery and they'll just go to whichever section they'd like to help with and place the bows. And we ask them to take a couple of minutes and read the name and straighten it out and straighten the bow and just make sure it looks really nice and spend a little time and, and you know, to remember the person that they're, they're, they're placing the bow for. I think I've asked you this question before, but I'll ask it again. How, what was the inspiration? How did this get started? How did you decide that this was something you wanted to do? You know, my husband saw the... Um, a story on the news about the wreaths across America in that year, 2006. And with the, with the cemetery being brand new, we thought it's something that, you know, should be done in our area. And we looked into it a little bit, found out nothing had been planned. So we just got some friends together and did it, did it ourselves. And that year we placed about, there was 325 graves out there already. And then every year since then it's grown and we just, started with letter writing campaign and putting letters to the editor of the newspapers back in the day. And, and now a lot of it's just done on social media and we get people to support this. It's their annual you know, donation to the Reese project. And um, it's, it's just kind of taken on a life of its own. 
This year we need a little over 30,000 and bows, and we're very close to getting what we need for that. So that's, wow. that's always a good feel. Wow. <laughs> that is that is just amazing. I know our company makes a donation each year. Some of our um, we have a tour preview day at Sports Leisure Vacations and designate um, you as one of our charities. So a donation goes towards that for folks who might be interested. If you can't go out and help with putting the bows on the graves, but you would like to help anyway, um, you could send a check. That would be a cool thing. Um, you can go to wreathproject.org or you can go to travelguysradio.com, our website, and we'll have a link there so that you can uh, make a contribution if you wish. Um, this is, if you talk about grassroots charities, this is, is truly a, a grassroots charity from 325 graves to 30,000 graves. That is beyond amazing. I, I know this has become kind of an obsession, Susie. It's kind of a year-round project now, huh? It, it's very much year-round. <laughs> yeah, this is practically a full-time job. So, but I'm not complaining. It's it's very rewarding. And and probably the most important thing I would want to let people know that may not know, they have a loved one out there. We do get one load of the boughs a week early. So this year on the weekend of the third and the fourth of December, they can drive through the cemetery, and we will have boughs there available. So if they'd like to place their own that day. Or they can even take it home and bring it back during the week, as long as they place it before the 10th, which is our, our placement day. How cool is that? That is really an awesome project. I, I, I congratulate you, Susie, on your your efforts. Um, thank you to you and all of the folks who work with you. Um, again, if you want to become involved in this, either physically or financially, um, go to TravelGuysRadio.com. There's a link there to the Wreath Project. Um, Susie, thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time. Um, hopefully, we round up a few volunteers and a few dollars for you. Thanks very much, and thanks for all your years of support. We really appreciate it. Our pleasure. Susie Stocking from The Wreath Project. Go to TravelGuysRadio.com to find out how you can help. You know, I have uh, been involved a couple of times with The Wreath Project, and the one of the nice things about it is that, uh, as she mentioned, uh, you can go the week before on the 3rd and 4th, and if you have a family member who is uh, in the cemetery, you can get your, your bow in advance, mm-hmm. and you have the week to go and place it on, on their grave personally. Because a lot of folks that participate and help with the Wreath Project have family members that uh, were in the military and rest there, and mm-hmm. it's important for people that are involved to be able to have that personal connection directly with their family member uh, when they do the bows and the and the wreaths. Susie and her family have undertaken this project a number of years ago, and we have tried to support them both by giving her a little exposure on the radio and by um, using part of our tour preview day admission fees, which we donate to charity, and making them a donate a a, a selected charity so that they get a, a big chunk of cash from us each year this is a massive project and i can only i mean they have to have fundraisers throughout the year um just the event itself going out there and putting them out there and then picking them up and taking them away i mean that's just a they they, a few hundred people and now it's thirty thousand. i mean good grief i can't think of anything that has grown and it obviously is going to keep growing and she doesn't seem to have lost any of her enthusiasm for know, this after amazing. all of this time. Yeah. And I just, I really, really salute them because if you're, you're looking for a grassroots charity to support, 
Um, this is one that you could definitely support. There is a link, by the way. I think we we said this in the interview, but there's a link at Travel Guys Radio. If you can't get out um, to help them put the bows on the, the graves, why you can make a donation to help pay for them, and I'm sure that they would really appreciate that. Okay, before we go here, this is kind of an interesting thing. Uh, lots of people love the Super Bowl. Even if you're not a football fan, your life may evolve around the Super Bowl for one day every uh, February. This year it's going to be in Phoenix. Uh, Marriott has partnered with the NFL to create some uh, VIP experiences at the Super Bowl. You can't buy these. They're very, very limited in number. In fact, some of them, there is only one available. The way you get them is you bid your Marriott Bonvoy points. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who are sitting there and, you know, maybe you travel a lot, you've got a, you know, a few hundred thousand Marriott points. That would be a lot. And you're thinking, wow, maybe I can get one of these VIP packages. Not so much, perhaps. Um, the bids, and uh, we've got a link at TravelGuysRadio.com so you can go and look and see um, what these packages are bid at. The big ones are over 2 million points apiece. The small ones are about uh, are, are, are running about seven 800,000 points right now. Um, the big ones include uh, Super Bowl tickets and the opportunity to be on the field at a specific time for a little bit before or after the game. Um, the lesser expensive ones include um, tickets uh, and perhaps a pregame or a postgame brunch, and finally they have uh, tickets to a pregame party at a, a, court, a nearby courtyard hotel, and a few more of those are available. But basically, if you want a super-duper Marriott ex- Super Bowl experience and you've been a Marriott customer forever – and you've got millions of points, and you've always wondered what you're going to do with them, this might be what you do with them. You might have an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. And one of the packages includes, this is a little bit weird, a VIP styling session by an NFL star. So one of the NFL (laughs) players is going to participate in making you look stylish and fashionable, unless, of course, you're an old guy, and you work for Air India, and you've already had to shave your head, in which case then there might not be as much to work with. You have a few points laying around you might use for that there? You know, uh, I have looked at offers that they that uh, Marriott Bonvoy has had, because uh, mm-hmm. they have other stuff uh, year-round that you can use your points on for very exotic getaways and very uh, events all over the world. And uh, you look at those, and you go, man... That looks like so much fun, but I'm always a few million points short. <laughs> just a few, just yeah. a few million. Which, um, I mean, literally, as I as I look at one of these now, one of the ticket packages that includes field access is two million four hundred and thirty thousand points. It would take um, for you to be the high bidder now, and I'm usually on these things. There's a couple people waiting in the weeds, waiting to come in at the end. But anyway, if you are a Marriott person and you uh, are looking to go to the Super Bowl, there are some opportunities there that uh, might not be available to everyone. Also, we've got we got a lot of things on our website today. Um, not only do we have the, the showdown in Napa, the Sacramento trains, volunteering for the Wreath Project, we've got a link to all of the, well, not all, but a good number of Black Friday Cyber Monday deals, including great deals from uh, from 
uh, JetBlue Vacations and American Cruise Lines and Caesars Entertainment. So um, if you've got a few extra minutes, you might go there and look. You might find a deal that uh, you might say, gee, I didn't know I was going there, but I am. All right. Well, that wraps up another Travel Guys. we got a great show next week. We have a special guest. We're going to talk about really exotic vacations and such that include exotic automobiles. Yeah, if you like exotic cars, be with us next week. In the meantime, dance like nobody's watching. All right, my friends, stay well. See you next time on The Travel Guys.